0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome into the ATL Day Ones podcast with Jarvis and Tanisha. Woo! It is a Tuesday, a two dollar Tuesday. I don't know what we're playing two dollar for, but right. it's a two dollar Tuesday. No. <laughs> <Right now. laughs> yeah, like we're because we're, we're expensive around here, like you know. But you know, what's not expensive is the fact that you can go to any podcast platform and download us wherever you go. And wherever you download us, make sure, make sure, make sure you give us a five-star review. And always, as always, we always want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Um, Because we just really appreciate you for what you guys have been doing. Because you have been rocking with us since day one. One, right here on ATL day once, pun intended, of course. Um, But there are some some interesting things that, you know, we have to talk about today. We're going to talk about whether or not the Mets have put the pressure on the Braves. Mm -hmm. And we will continue our trip around the NFC South. We're going to take a visit down to Tampa, head down 75. And then once we get into Florida, I don't know where we go, but, you know, we'll figure it out as we go along. And our main man, David Harrison from Locked On Bucks, is going to join us. Got some very good things to talk about with him. And last but not least, are they doing kumbaya in Summer League in Las Vegas? Has the decision been made on John Collins? We'll talk about all that and for the culture. But before we get there, the Braves, they lose to the Mets last night 4-1. Max Scherzer, not Mac, Max, Max Scherzer, T. Like, it seemed like he was just putting on an absolute show, and he was just mowing the braids down left and right last night. And I was just like, there's no way they're going to win this game if he stays in the game any longer. And right. he stayed in it as long as he could. Well, it was in, he ended up going seven innings. Mm-hmm. And it was just an absolute masterpiece. Um, yeah. Playoff atmosphere last night uh, at a truest spark for sure.
1: Yeah, and off-line... I did share with you that I thought they were going to lose this game because I was concerned yes. about the fact that the bullpen had to be utilized as much as it did over the weekend. You're talking about ending the series against the Nats with a 12-inning game. Yeah. And then you have to come right back and get yourself turnaround. It. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I thought that was going to be a lot for them but on both sides of the ball. So offensively, I was wondering about the bullpen, which, of course, they gave up two more runs and, and yes. really put it out of uh, – out of reach for the Braves, but also just on their offense, how, how hard the Braves had to work at the plate to get back into all, two of the three games this past weekend. So not surprised, but to your point, you look at what Max Scherzer did and man, I mean, he took advantage of that, but also the Mets took advantage of the fact that Max Fried just couldn't find his place. Like he right. could not place the ball last night. Yes, he had five strikeouts, but he also had five walks, which was a career high for him. And nice. they took advantage of that. So literally you have moments where he would pitch four times and he pitched four walks, four balls, and they were yeah. walk. So again, a good strategy on their part just to recognize that, hey, he can't locate his, the ball, so we'll, we'll take advantage of it. But yeah, I do believe that now that the, the Mets have won game one, Yeah, that pressure shifts on to the Braves because what you don't want to do is force yourself to win game three just so you don't get swept. At least you win game two, you go to the rubber match, and then from there, it's anybody's game.
2: No doubt about it. Like you can just look at after Guillermo hit the home run in the – any uh for for the New York mm-hmm. Mets you could just yeah. see when they panned to the uh the dugout you saw Max Scherzer he was absolutely fired up so i definitely think the uh Mets definitely put the pressure on the Braves but yes. um we'll talk about who has to step up for the Braves in order mm-hmm. for them to turn this series around and and go ahead and make it a 1-1 and potentially win this series at Truist mm-hmm. Park but before we get there, Tia, tell them about Rock Auto and all the type of discounts they got going on for all our lucky listeners.
1: Yes. So when we talk about Rock Auto, this episode is brought to you by them. So with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, you know, it's impossible for a local chain auto parts store to just stock all the parts you need. And I know we both had to deal with that with our vehicle. So why would you even endure that? It's just kind of pointless. It seems like sometimes the questions are intimidating because maybe you don't know how to answer those questions or you don't know what they're talking about. Then you wait while the person behind the counter seemingly puts all this information into their database or goes to the back and does all this shuffling and still nothing most of the time. They really still don't have your parts. don't have to go through any of that because you know what if you have a connected device in front of you then you have access to rockauto.com so you can save time you can save money I mean why would you spend 30 50 even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store and you know about getting those parts from a car dealership not. so I'm looking at a mirror replacement had my right mirror the cover came off and I went to the rock auto site myself and that mirror cover Jarvis, is somewhere between ten and sixteen dollars that's yeah. what i'm talking about Yeah, <laughs> anywhere between 10 and 16 just depending on which, what i want to spend so when they say that they're reliably low you can actually believe that they mean it every part you need brake parts tail lamps motor oil even carpet for your car if that's what you're going for and this is a family business they've been around for 20 years so easy for you to go explore the site today go to rockauto.com right now or at least after this show and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know that we sent you. And again, that's RockAuto.com.
2: RockAuto.com. Go check them out. And they're always gonna have some special things for you. Yes. One of the things that you know we talked about as far as you know, Braves losing losing last night. But the thing, the people, the two people who I feel to have to be special is mm-hmm. the guys who went 0 for 4 last night. I'm talking about Dansby Swanson and Matt Olson. And when you're talking about your guys that are sitting in those, that two and three hole, you cannot have that. Uh, you can't go over, over when you're going against a, a your a division rival and you're right. trying to take the division, take the lead in the division. You just can't do that. And it's not something that that's it's basically is unacceptable because, you know, yeah. Matt Olson had been trying to – he's been playing well. Mm-hmm. And Dansby Swanson has been playing well too oh, like as that, far yeah. as, you know, because a lot of people talk that he was a guy that – you know, was an all-star snub, and I, mm-hmm. and I believe that, you know, and and it's just a point right now. We we, we ask the question of whether or not who needs to be hot. Those are two guys that I feel that should be right in line, standing yeah. in line, say, hey, we're ready for them to give you some production so we can yeah. get this East division under wraps.
1: Right, because if you had gotten even a little bit of run production, especially if you gotten it early on, sometimes that gives that pitcher confidence to know that he's <laughs> ahead by virtue mm-hmm. of the scoreboard but when you're playing from behind to nothing and then you can't do anything i mean five hits last night five hits that's not going to win you most games and i agree with you when it comes to matt olson love the fact that you know he's like the doubles king i call him mr double double and so Mm -hmm. he's getting on base he's driving runners and that's great But sometimes we kind of need you to hit a long ball every now and again. And you can hit a solo shot if you want. Don't get a out
2: of here. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get a little bit
1: more of that. And then Dansby Swanson really just need him to return back to form just ever so slightly. Because if he can do that, then that goes a long way. But low key, I also feel like we need to get just a little bit more from Ronald Acuna Jr. Because you being in that leadoff position, and even if you're just getting on base, you can steal a base or two and if you know and if you're on second and that ball is hit deep to left or deep to right you know uncle Ronnie Ronnie Washington is going to wave you home so right. we need a little bit more productivity from him as well but I do agree with you you can't have the two and three hole go out with offers and expect to beat a team that came in here with something to prove
2: no doubt about it and uh, and speaking of Ronald Acuna uh how about this he's going to participate in the home run Derby now this is something that uh, some people who want to just find something negative about something can mm-hmm. say, oh no, he shouldn't do this, he shouldn't participate, and he's gonna mess up his swing and all this, blah, 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 blah. Whatever. I like it the fact that is it's Ronaldo Ronald Acuna. We get to see him put himself on display like mm-hmm. I think he should be at at right now. Because, like you said, Freddie Freeman is is out the door. And Ronald Cunha is a guy that I feel like is next. He's ready to step into that that face of the organization type Mm -hmm. situation regardless of whether he's speaking for himself or he has an interpreter i don't give a crap about that Mm -hmm. i like the guy and what he's doing and what he's been able to do just he brings a spunk he brings a certain type of energy to this lineup and i'm the more Cunha T the better for me
1: yeah it's interesting because i kind of lean i'm on the fence but i am leaning a little bit in the space of no,
2: don't tell me. No, T, don't tell me you're leading that way.
0: But
1: but my rationale is different. My rationale okay. is not that he needs to course correct on his swing. His swing is fine. Right. But admittedly, after 2019, which was the last time that he participated, he got into the semifinals. But his production did go down after that derby and there have there's research and you know baseball is all about stats and the stats actually show that for a lot of the players especially the ones who get into the semifinal of the final round that their production goes down for at least a few weeks if not a month after that and we can't afford for acuna jr to come back off the all-star break and have his production go down. That's my only concern. Like if he can maybe pace himself because he went hard in the paint in that semifinal round and kind of ran out of gas as a result, or I'm sorry, went hard in the paint early. And then in the semifinal round, slowly kind of ran out of gas, but maybe if he can pace himself so that when he comes back to play the second half of the season, he'll really still have a lot of gas left in the tank.
2: No doubt about it, and because we know nephew is gonna go hard whenever he's right. on that field, and yeah. and I love him for it. And i as long as he stays healthy, I'm all good as far as the decision to to get into the home run derby. Now, our buddies over at the Falcons team, yeah. they dropped a list. It's list season. <laughs> they put a list of free agents that you know maybe the Falcons possibly need to take a look at. And yeah. after going through this list. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that I think that was pretty interesting. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with Trey Flowers. He's oh, a guy who signed a big.
1: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, hear me. But I got a, I got a Christmas I got a Christmas wish list uh, okay. that that a guy a name as well. But we'll get to yeah. yours first. But Trey Flowers is a name mm-hmm. that is very interesting to me because yes. one he, for two two reasons mm-hmm. he is a veteran. And I believe that they need one more veteran on that outside linebacker edge rush mm-hmm. position specifically. Yeah. I talked about the defensive end, and they end up listening to your boy, and watching the, watch you know, watching our show and saying, "Oh yeah, those guys know what they're talking about, and mm-hmm. gals as well." And um, because when you look at the production from that that specific position team, mm-hmm. they looking behind for five and a half sacks.
0: Yeah,
2: and there are four four names who are at the top of that list. Yeah. So yeah, five and a half sacks. And, and, and four, between four people, it's mm-hmm. not good at all. It right. tells you exactly why the the, the Falcons were last, in, in, with 18 sacks in the league, yeah, uh, last year. So I, I think they if they can add one more vet. They already have Lorenzo Carter, who almost matched matched that, that production right. by himself toward the end of last year, um, in 2020, um, 2021. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think that if the Falcons take a look at Trey Flowers. Mm-hmm somebody and the second reason is he has yes. something to prove and we know yes. that tariff guys who have something to prove and who are veterans mm-hmm. they come a little bit cheaper than the other guys yeah. who have that all that all, all pro pro bowl potential and mm-hmm. i and i think that that's the type of that's exactly the type of player that uh terry Fontenot is looking for
1: yeah and i would throw anthony barr in that mix as well yes because, i like yeah. him too that's yeah. a good one too yeah mm-hmm. yeah real talk Edge is where you need the productivity and also you need the depth. But mm. I also I also like the fact that they're veterans, both of them, but they're young veterans, meaning that they're uh, you know in the 28, 30 range versus say 33 yes. to 35. So yes. you assume even with Trey's injuries or what have you, you assume that there's still some something left for him to for for uh, Anthony Barr, even Trey uh, Flowers to prove. But my, mm. my other thing there with him is this kind of going on the prove it piece. When we talk about Terry Fontenot, we know that he has been masterful in getting one-year prove-it deals done, and maybe you know it didn't work out necessarily for Mike Davis, but it sure worked out for Cordero Patterson, so you just hope that Terry Fontenot can go out there and strike twice, and who knows what one of those players or both of those players may be able to do to revive their careers under someone like Dean Pease, if healthy, so I, I like both of those.
2: No doubt about it. And just real quick, we talked about him before on the show, so we don't have to go into depth. JC mm-hmm. Treader, yes, take a yes. look at him. Yes, He's center. He can play center. He played for yes. the Browns. They offensive yes. line. They'll mm-hmm. get anything else right. They'll get the offensive line right. Yes. Listen to your boy TF. And you know what I'm saying I don't. I'm not gonna steal you wrong, my brother. Um, but coming up next though, T, we are gonna take a trip down 75 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Locked on Bucks host. David Harrison will join us next right here as we take a deep dive around the NFC South right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. This is ATL Day 1 with Jarvis and T. Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. And we want to just say thank you for making the ATL Day 1s your first listener today. We always want to thank you guys for that. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And remember, wherever you download your podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review. We are continuing with our NFC South preview. We got my main man, David Harrison, from Locked On Buccaneers. Before we get to David, though... I got to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. It is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Playoffs. And Major League Baseball, we already, you know, they got the Stanley Cup. We already figured that one out. Yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning got that thing down there. Tampa Bay is just winning all type of stuff down there. But we, um, you can definitely check, check that out. You can check out the numbers for what the Mets last night. The Mets and against the Braves. You can see what's going on with that. And remember, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It is the fastest, easiest way to check all of your favorite sports and teams and events including MMA boxing and golf so head over to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts now David um I I, like I said I want to appreciate you for coming on but I got to start off with this question I I think some of the things that you know or Tampa Bay has had those offensive line and, and, and the free agency they had to make some moves, make some, play some guys. What are your thoughts on um, what they were able to do in free agency as far as showing up their offensive line to make sure Tom Brady can make another run at the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, well, I, I think the, the biggest part, Jarvis, of free agency was Tom Brady coming back. I think before Tom Brady yes. uh, made the announcement, let everybody know that he was going to come back for 2022, uh, this team was probably going to lose their starting center Ryan Jensen, they were probably going to lose their number one cornerback, Carlton Davis. They were already going to lose their starting strong safety in Jordan Whitehead and potentially even more players. They lost Dominic Sue, Jason Pierre Paul. Now maybe, you know, in Dominic and Sue, maybe he comes back if they're not paying, uh, you know, too much money to, to Tom Brady. But honestly, I think they, they lose or they actually spend more money if he's not on the roster than if he's on the roster with the way that his contract was, uh, was structured. So, yeah, Tom Brady coming back really kind of shifted the dynamic and really the feel of the entire offseason. For the most part, we're hearing from Bucks fans and even some media members uh, that this might be kind of a an unofficial rebuilding year for the Buccaneers, just two years removed from winning the Super Bowl. But you know, again, Brady comes back and and all the stars that They really kind of shifted their focus to the NFL draft to try to fill as many holes as they possibly could and bring in some young playmakers that might also help them win a championship uh, in February of twenty twenty three.
2: You speaking of speaking of the NFL draft, I think that you know that was actually where I was going next. There was a guy that I saw down at Senior Bowl, um, Logan Hall, mm-hmm. out of the University of Houston. I've i am really impressed um, by that guy. You know, he's long. He kind of reminds me of a, a of a, a of a John Henderson type guy. He's mm-hmm. you know a good uh, DeForest Buckner. Those that he kind of in that similar mold, just tall, long, and guys he can two gap in, in a three four um defense. Kind of tell me, like, how he's been doing and how he's been kind of coming along down there for the Tampa Buccaneers. Is he a guy that
0: you think he's going to be able to steal some snaps down there in Tampa? Absolutely. I mean, he's looked solid from all reports coming out of Tampa in the early part of the offseason practices and and conditioning programs. uh, He looks in shape. He looks good. I think the biggest compliment you can give any rookie right now before heading into training camp is that he doesn't look like a rookie on the field with all these veterans. And that's basically what people are saying uh, about Logan Hall now. With the, with the addition of Akeem Hicks, the expectation is that Akeem will probably be the starter, you know, quote-unquote, on the depth chart. But you're going to see plenty of Logan Hall uh, on the field. It kind of reminds me of last year when Jason Pierre-Paul is still an outside linebacker for the Buccaneers. They dra- drafted Joe Tryon-Schwenka, the outside linebacker out of Washington, to come in. And Joe got plenty of reps for, for a rookie outside linebacker playing behind a veteran. But JPP was still kind of, you know, considered uh, the starter. And then as the season went along, you kind of saw Joe Tryon on kind of come into his own, start to take some steps. You really saw that NFL game uh, start to come out of him and even bigger for him because he hadn't played uh, in over a year due to COVID and all those things. So I think we have the same kind of game plan with Logan Hall. He'll come off the bench, but he's going to get plenty of reps. Uh, call him your, your fourth man, you know, use a sixth man analogy on the NBA, but they're going to get plenty of those four guys in the, into that rotation.
2: I think one of the things you mentioned, you know, Tom Brady figuring out whether or not he's going to come back. I think a lot of people were kind of thrown off about Bruce Arians, and you know, essentially retiring. Or some people weren't thrown off, and some yeah. people say that Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, those situations was kind of connected in <laughs> <and, laughs> as to whether or not Tom was going to come back. You know, but we will probably find it, figure that out in the thirty for thirty, maybe ten years from now, <laughs> as to, to the answer to that question. But my my question to you is, what do you think were the feels? Uh, when he made the announcement and then once he made the announcement that he would like or Todd Bowles is going to take over for him as the head coach of the team
0: yeah i mean very surprised every everybody to a t was was surprised to hear that bruce arians was going to retire and of course uh he talked to or retired from coaching anyway and, and again he talked to some of the players uh you know as many as he could before the announcement was made but very much wanted to make sure that todd Bowles had a successful team or a team that was those that was ready to kind of be driven uh, by a head coach of Todd Bowles' uh, uh, caliber, and I think you know it, it's really important because when you go through the history of the National Football League, you know there there are opportunities that minority coaches have gotten in the past, but a lot of times they don't seem to get the same kind of wiggle room or the same length of leash uh, that a lot of other coaches do. And and whether that's you know every circumstance can be a little bit different, so you don't want to get too general with it. But I think with Bruce looking at what happened with Todd Bowles in New York and kind of the limited ability that he had to really build his roster and really kind of put the team on the field that was a Todd Bowles team that he would be proud to put his stamp on. I think it was important for Bruce to be able to to allow Todd to come into a situation where this is a Todd Bowles team. And every player that you talk to, Tom Brady on down to every, you know, the 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 Zion McCollum's, the rookies, or the unknown guys of this Buccaneers roster, uh, if, they, if they were here last year or the year before, they all say that the team feel is the same. The team atmosphere is the same. There's going to be some nuances. There's going to be a little bit of a shift in the strategy, of course, going to a defensive-minded head coach versus an offensive-minded head coach. But by and large, it's the exact same team. So Todd Bowles really kind of he got to test drive the vehicle a little bit for a couple of years. And now he comes in. Now he's the owner of the car. But this thing is equipped for his skill set and for what he wants to do. It's a perfect situation for Todd to get his second run of being a head coach.
2: No doubt about it. And and I think that's the, the the key thing that you said, the right fit, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times when, you know, African American head coaches, when they do get those opportunities, it's for really bad run organizations. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't take that into accountability when you're talking about grading, whether or not this guy should have a second opportunity. So um, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. But I think that, you know, there's another guy on that, that particular coaching squad who I think that – maybe auditioning for a real shot at a, ne- a head coach spot, and that's Byron Lefwich because yeah. now that Bruce Arians is out the door, because, you know, a lot of people want to say, hey, well, Bruce Arians is still handling everything as far as the offensive um, play calling, but mm-hmm. we see Byron Leftwich working hand-in-hand with Tom Brady. So uh, I guess my question to you is do you
0: think that this is the year that Byron Leftwich gets an opportunity to be a head coach? Uh, it should be. I mean, look, I-, I love the fact that Byron is back, you know, with Tampa and-, and back there with Tom to run this offense. And and from a Buccaneers standpoint, getting to cover him in, in the offense and from a Bucks fan standpoint, I- I- I'm excited for them to be able to watch this offense for another year. Byron Leftwich should be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Like, they're they they they, they're gonna they they're gonna put they're going to pure. regret that out there. They're going to regret not giving Byron what he needed or what he wanted. But I also want to praise Byron Leftwich because there are only 32 jobs out there in the National Football League, and really, when you're when you're talking about Byron going out there looking for a head coaching job, there's only 31, and then that kind of that window even gets dwindled down. I mean, the Bill Belichick's of the world, they're not going to go anywhere, so on and so forth. So when you get down to it, as a head coach going out there looking, or as a head coach candidate looking for your first job, you're talking maybe four or five jobs max, you know, on, on, on a routine basis. And then you're young, and then you have this stigma about you, like you said. And we've talked about this on Lockdown Bucks. How much of the offense really is Byron? How much of it is Tom Brady kind of doing the Tom Brady thing? How much of it is Bruce Arians? We know what they say, but we don't know 100% just because we're not living it every single day. Now, uh, again, from a leadership standpoint, you can't get any better than Byron Leftwich. He knows he knows how to say it. He knows how to how to walk it. And the players follow him as he says it, and, and they follow him step, uh, step for step. So, again, I, he needs to get an opportunity, and I do believe that this year with Bruce Arians up in the front office and not on the sideline, doesn't have a headset on, you're going to see how he works with a legendary quarterback uh, like Tom Brady. And that relationship is really going to catapult him uh, into the next level. And hopefully, you know, he gets a chance with a team that's got some ownership, uh, a GM relationship that is is competent enough to help him kind of build uh, the squad that he wants to build. But again, I give him credit because Jacksonville wasn't, they wanted him to come and be the head coach, but they wanted him to be the head coach the way they wanted him to be the head coach versus supporting him as the head coach that he wanted to be and as as hard as it probably was i think he made the best decision not 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 sacrificing the standard of what he wanted his job to be uh, in order to just have the title
2: and and to be honest with you i think we've we've come a long way for a guy like a, a black head coach a black potential black head coach to say hey i'm going to be a head coach on my terms and i and i love the fact that he's able to do that absolutely david harrison man i appreciate your time co-host of Locked On Books, man. Appreciate you for coming on. And yes, we look forward to talking to you down in the season, man, when it, when Atlanta Falcons get ready to come down, down your
0: way. Absolutely. Big Desmond Ritter fan. So let's make this thing happen. I want, I want to see Desmond out there uh, having some success. When his, when his time comes, I want to see him have success. I uh, uh, appreciate you having me on, Jarvis.
2: No doubt about it. Hey, guys, don't go anywhere. For the culture is next right here on Locked On Sports Atlanta. It is ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and T final segment of atl day ones with jarvis and tanitra want to thank you for rocking with us throughout the entire show we hope you've been enjoying our little journey that we've been going on around the (laughs) nfc south we want to thank david harrison for for rocking with us um and giving us a little bit about what's going on with the Bucks. but tanitra This is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, and the culture, and sometimes whatever the heck we want to talk about because that's how we get down. Now, T, it's been a lot of photo shoots going on out there, at the summer leagues, right? So a lot of people were on Twitter and kind of going through this whole situation about seeing all the pictures of DeJounte Murray and John Collins got his Mm -hmm. hands around I'm like, yeah, Yeah. man, we teammates. We out here doing our thing. And, uh, you know, then Nate McMillan comes along and says, kind of give us a little, man, intimated a little bit that John Collins is going to be around as Mm -hmm. a third piece, which a lot of people feel, including myself, that Mm -hmm. that's a solid role for him. I think he could be a solid three, Uh, you know, a solid third option, that is, um, in this hawk offense. Mm So, but – I think now the question is: Is it time to assume that Collins will
1: be back? Yeah, I, I believe we're we're very much trending in that direction because mm-hmm. when you look at the dominoes that we've been we've all been waiting to fall, right? Which really Kevin Durant is the first domino, but Indeed. DeAndre Ayton was in that domino effect, and so was Donovan Mitchell and a few other names, and now you see where DeAndre Ayton is. You know, he's gone on. Presumably to greener pasture. Well, I wouldn't call this greener, but we'll say pastures with the Pacers. Yeah, uh, somewhere yeah, else. <laughs> facility, that was, that was one for me, but right. yeah, you think about that and possibly further dismantling of the Suns because, albeit you know, maybe not a starting center with the Hogs, but they did sign Frank Kaminsky from mm-hmm. the Suns. So it's like, wow, they're starting to like kind of deconstruct, which probably means that's a less attractive destination for. Uh, for Kevin Durant. But the most important thing is as those pieces start to move, it really makes you wonder, are we going through the cycle that we went through last year, which was John Collins was on the trade block last year. And I just truly believe, based on some things that Travis Schlink said earlier this year, that the they just didn't have the right partners. And I don't think the Hawks were willing to give up everything that was being asked of them. So then you sign John Collins and you have a kumbaya moment and we move on, right? So the questions about him being able to kind of bounce back from knowing that, especially because there have been reports that are like, oh, yeah, he and his camp, they're out the door. Well, you know, amazingly, people mend fences really quickly in and around the league, however they do. And like you said, everything looked real happy joy this past weekend. Then you see Dre come out and, you know, you see Bogey and it's like, dang, well, the whole roster's there, including John Collins. Then Nate McMillan makes his comment about how trey and dejounte will be able to work you know on ball off ball and what that's going to mean for john collins hmm maybe we keep john collins
2: and you know what and and now that i start to think about it it sounds it sounded pretty good and we'll tell you exactly where the hawks stand in the eastern conference if the the roster remains exactly where it is right now but before we do that t Tell them about our folks over at Coffee A.M.
1: Yes, well, you guys know that I was excited on Monday to finally receive my shipment. So I can tell you, love, love, love the green tea. And that's one thing about Coffee A.M., it's variety. Yes, it is a small batch coffee roaster that's based right here in Atlanta that you definitely want to check out. Best coffee roaster in the country. But low-key, don't forget about the teas that they offer as well. So freshest coffee, I'm talking, if you order that coffee today, It'll get shipped today. It'll be brewed today or it'll be brewed not much longer after that. So that's the good thing. You're talking about something that's a really fresh product, current crops, specialty grade coffee, huge selection from all over the world. So if you're that person who likes organic, this is for you. Fair trade, direct trade, all of it. That is for you. And again, why not support a local business right here in the ATL, roasting right here in your backyard? So go to coffee.com backslash Locked on today and take a look at the entire menu. So you check out coffees if you're a coffee person like Jarvis. You check out tea if you're a tea person like me. Or if you want to gift someone, this would be an excellent gift for someone, especially if it's somebody who has to run through this Atlanta morning traffic. So again, (laughs) coffeeam.com backslash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. And you know what? You'll get 15% off. So as soon as you finish watching ATL day ones and also Make sure you check out A to Z with Mark Zeno. The next thing you should do is go to coffeeam.com slash locked on to backslash rather locked on to get your discount and get your products today.
2: No doubt about it. And like we like we talked about, you know, as far as, how everything is going down in Las Vegas, right? The kumbaya moment that the Hawks are having out there, they're doing a little photo shoot saying, hey, everything all is well with the Atlanta Hawks, yeah. seemingly, right? Simually. So, and we've talked about the market, right? There is mm-hmm. really no one out there that can possibly go out and get, that will actually mm-hmm. make sense because, right. you know, there is, you know, the, the 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 rumors about DeAndre Aiden, we know he's now with the the Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. and, that was something, a move that I wasn't really too excited about because right. when you actually look at the numbers and everything mm-hmm. in, in comparison to Clint Capella, it's like, uh, you know, right.
0: what the Hawks you need. Yeah, the yeah. They're numbers. like,
2: all right, what are you really gaining? You know, yeah. so, I mean, Aiden's offensive game obviously is a, is a little bit better than Clint. Um, so it gives you a little options, a little mm-hmm. option, a couple more mm-hmm. options on offense. But, right. you know, where the Hawks need all the help they can get is defensively yes. And that's what you probably would be a, a wash or a downgrade if you were, yeah. were to have made that trade. But, right. you know, now that Aiden is out the way, this, like you said, the markets is looking a little bare right now. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, I think you and I both can agree that John Collins is going to stick around. And yeah. and I think that it goes back to the conversation we had about what his value is. And I think that yeah. the, the Hawks value John Collins too much mm-hmm. in order to – except what they've been the, the the offers they've been receiving and yeah. I think that you know just looking up and down the eastern Conference mm-hmm. I can definitely see the Hawks being maybe contending for a fifth or maybe a fourth seed yeah I don't know if they can be they can get into that you know the yeah. the, the, the top three that'll right. be extremely hard but mm-hmm. i can de- most definitely see them f- squeezing themselves into that they may between that fourth and fourth and fifth seed you yeah. know just looking at looking up and down the eastern conference
1: right and if you can at least get to that fourth seed then that really puts you in good p- position because you're obviously going to have that opening round home series and that's always right. a good look because that matters you right and we all know what the hawks record is at home. I mean, they, except for a little swoon that they had midseason last season, but then they got right back on track and they do very, very well at State Farm Arena. But yeah, I do believe the only way that anything changes in a, I guess, in a way that is like blockbuster is if a DeJounte Murray falls in their laps again. In other words, somebody who's not necessarily a free agent isn't necessarily a not creation. on anyone's radar yep right mm-hmm. exactly not on anyone's radar but somehow some way there's conversation because i know there are meetings that are taking place right now um, amongst the the team owners right and so there could be some conversation that comes out of that and to me that's the only way that will be shocked that the roster will change in a dramatic way from today until maybe you know opening day of of the next season. So yeah, I think this roster for the most part, as far as, like you said, the starting five, it may be close to solidified right about now because many of the players are already taken off the market. We know Rudy Gobert went off the market last week, so that was another one. Kevin Durant, kind of a long shot, super, super long shot at this point. So you got what you got, but it's still going to be, I believe, a better quality of product than what you saw on the court last season and speaking of a great product we always try to bring you one right here on atl day ones and we hope that the Braves bring a better product offensively tonight and we hope spencer strider is going to do spencer strider things again Listen stash, baby who was listed he had <laughs> six scoreless innings the last go round, six or seven scoreless innings on his last outing just five days ago give him some offense to work with so thank you guys for stopping by we'll see you tomorrow
2: Y'all come back now, you hear?
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.